Hello and welcome. You're listening to Dad's Gaming Corner, a podcast of conversations between dads and their kids. Uh, yes, I do say kids because Jaden is back on the show this week. I am your host, Michael Masick, and like I just said, Jaden, welcome. You're back. I am back. I missed last show. Last week. Yeah, you weren't here last week. But you brought I was, salmon. Yep, I was covered by the one and only Mr. Sam Carlson. He's the only Sam Carlson that I know. And the only one I know, too. So well, that works out I'm, well. I'm glad to have you back. You did miss our big episode 3-0, our big episode 30. Episode but this 13. technically is even a larger episode, episode 31. So because welcome back on 31 is more than 30. Right, so Sam's episode's already obsolete because you're at the bigger level. Yep. Yeah, this is Dad's Game Corner again for the week of Wednesday, August 5th, 2020. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at DadsGC as well as Facebook.com slash Dad's Gaming Corner. And as always, drop us a line. We'd love to hear from you at HeyDad at DadsGamingCorner.com. So, Jay, how are you? I'm doing all right. I see that you brought a guest host on the show. Yeah, he's a stuffed animal. What is he? He's a buffalo. He's a, does he have a name? No, he doesn't. He's just buffalo. Well, I also brought a guest just by happenstance. and uh, this By is what? Happenstance. This is Shantae, the half genie. Half genie? Yes, she has a name. Yeah, so you all know. Well, we, she was prenamed, so that doesn't count. You that didn't is have true. to name her. I didn't have to name her. Uh, you all know we collect amiibos and everything else. We're only lacking one. Well, I have said for the longest time I will not get into the pop, you know, character collections. Why um, is that? They, what do you have against they the just have, pop characters? They have so many. I mean, I don't know how many there are, but there's. Yeah. I think there's like hundreds. I mean, I don't know how many, but there's a lot. And some of them are hard to come by, just like the Amiibos, and there's just too many. And they're a lot bigger than the Amiibos. Well, then, here. Like, they take the space of, what, like three Amiibos? Maybe not three. Two Amiibos on a yeah. shelf. Uh, and, but they're a lot taller as well. I just didn't really want to. But then GameStop did a crazy sell on a mm-hmm. few of them. In fact, I think the sell's still going on. We can get a bunch of them for, like, eight ninety nine each. So we bought, like, um, we got one from Mortal Kombat. We have Raiden from Mortal Kombat, uh, Death Kid. Um, from from um, Soul Eater, we have uh, a haunted Mickey Mouse, and then we have uh, uh, Tyrael from uh, Diablo, Diablo Three. Yeah. So and and I've been wanting Shant- after. I mean, the only one I've been really wanting for a while is Shantae, just because that's one of the first games um, that I really uh, first indie game that I really fell in love with that started having sequels and everything else. In fact, I'm doing working on a review right now for the latest one that's released that on Switch and whatnot. So but we'll get to that a little bit later. So um, we just got two news articles for y'all. We're going to jump right into that so we get to the main topic. And so we have covered this on the show before, the Genki Covert Doc. Uh, for those of y'all who remember, we did a show on the best hardware that we think that you can get for your Nintendo Switch, and one of them was the Genki Bluetooth adapter that you can get for your Switch. You can use Bluetooth headphones. Well, they also made a dock that we talked about in depth, so I'm not going to spend a lot of time talking about this dock, but the reason we're bringing it back up is that uh, it's really for two reasons. One, you can get it right now on their website, and we'll put a link in the show notes where you can buy it. It's the Covert Dock at $74.99. It's totally worth it. Even at that price uh, tag, you might be a little skeptical Go to the website. You can read about it. It's it's probably the only third-party dock that's not official OEM from Nintendo that I would even use. In fact, I mean, that's the only one I even trust just because I know they've gone through figuring out the power delivery system and why switches were bricking with third-party docks, and they, they've eliminated all those issues and everything else. But just to read you just a little bit of information from the website, the Covert Dock features an HDMI, USB-C, and USB-A port on one side and portable 
foldable prongs on the other that allows it to be connected to a wall for power. The device also comes with additional adapters inside the box that allows it to be used in different regions. Okay, so here, here's the cool thing about this. When you look at the covert dock itself, it's like a little, um, like a USB power you know, block that you plug directly into the wall. It's 22% smaller, uh, or um, let me phrase, it's it's 20%, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry, 22. 22% smaller than the actual Switch AC adapter. So when you think of the one that you plug into the wall for your Switch, it's 22% smaller than that. It's 10 times smaller than the actual Switch dock. So, I mean, it, it, it's ridiculous how small this is and every all the technology packed into this together. It's really, really cool. So, it's again, it's in stock. That's why we're talking about it today because it is in stock. You can go to their website right now. You can pick yourself one up. But I had an interesting story about it that I wanted to talk about, um, and that was one of the reasons I want to bring this back up. My wife and I went out of town two weeks ago, Jay, three weeks ago. I don't even know. Something like that. And I, I brought the dock. You know, I've used it already at home just for testing purposes, but I we went out of town somewhere. So I, I brought it with me, thinking we'd maybe hook up the switch and everything else, which we didn't. Um, the weekend we went out of town was the same weekend that the Apple original uh, Greyhound with Tom Hanks, the movie, uh, came out that Friday. And so we got to the hotel, I think it was on a Thursday. So that Friday night, or Friday when it launched, I really wanted to watch it. And I had the thought, you know, this this dock has, like I said, it has a USB-C port on it, a USB-A port, and an HDMI port. Well, my iPad Pro uh, has a USB-C port on it, just like the Switch does. And so I hooked my, my iPad Pro to the covert dock, and then I went from the HDMI out on the covert dock right into the TV, and it worked flawlessly. And it wasn't like a weird screen mirroring. If you've ever tried to hook up an external display to your iPad, sometimes you'll, you'll, you'll notice it doesn't support external displays, right? You just, you're looking at a miniature screen on a big screen. Uh, this outputted, excuse me, this outputted the video like you would normally expect it to see if you had an Apple TV hooked up or watching a DVD or streaming something on Hulu or Netflix. It worked great. And so we did it with Greyhound. We did it with, um, we did it with a few shows on Hulu. Um, a few things on, I'm trying to think what else, Netflix, other iTunes purchases, and it just worked flawlessly. And we had, you know, just this HDMI cable running from the TV into this little dock that plugs directly into the wall that's really tiny, uh, this power adapter, and then a USB-C cable coming from that to my iPad, and it worked great. So this is, I mean, think about how many times we've gone on vacation as yeah. a family, and what do I normally do? Always have to pack the big old dock in the I, backpack and everything. Well, not just that, but if we're going to watch like uh, like some family movies, I generally have to pull out my laptop. Oh yeah, right. And then I it. have to we watch it on the laptop, or if I can get it to work, go from the laptop to the to the TV. Now it's just on the iPad, and it's great. And because this dock plugs directly into the wall, you're not limited on 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 your. Um, um, space on space thank you because you could have like a 10 foot hdmi cable and then a, another 10 foot USB-C cable and as long as the plug's somewhere in between you you have almost like 20 feet of room to work so it works out great so anyway uh, that's the genki covert uh, dock you can charge any USB-C uh, device off of it because it is uh, follows this the latest standards for the pd power delivery system you can hook up almost any device into it that you want to output to a larger screen going through USB and then back out through HDMI, whether it be a TV, a projector, or anything. Really great product. Um, if the price tag throws you, let me, let me just say it to you this way. A third-party dock generally goes for about 30 to $40, okay? That's just, and that's on the low end, okay? Uh, third-party third dock, 35 40 bucks. The official dock from Nintendo, which limits you only to a Switch, runs you know 80 90 dollars sometimes you can get it on sale for as low as you know 60 or 70 but that, that that's rare you know generally it's right around the 70 80 dollar mark right 
Here, you're getting everything that you get in a, in a regular Nintendo Switch dock, but you get so much more. You can hook up your, your smartphone, your tablet, your um, your laptop, whatever it might be, and then instantly hook it to a TV, a projector, or anything else that has that capability, and it fast charges and everything. So I cannot recommend this enough. This will go with me anytime I travel anywhere. I still like the Nintendo dock better because it just looks cooler. You, but, like, you like that it hides the screen. It's like you're docking it into a system. Right. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, you know what? That's just my preference. So, it's okay. But for travel, this thing's great. And for yeah, other it uh, is more things convenient. that it gives you, it's great. Yeah. It's really as cool. So, anyway. But again, we'll put links to that in the show notes. The other piece of news we wanted to reach to, or read to you all tonight was, uh, I want to talk about how you actually back up your island in Animal Crossing New Horizons. Which we have all been waiting for. Yes, yes. For and so, like ever. Nintendo isn't still, still is not giving us exactly what we're looking for. Uh, but part of the Wave 2 summer updates that we're all looking for, you know, there's the fireworks now, there's all of that, new bugs, new fish, new sea, or I think one new sea creature one in, new in sea the Northern creature. Hemisphere, like three new bugs, three new fish, and one sea creature. There's also the fireworks and everything else. Well, the other thing that most people aren't talking about is the fact that you can now back up your island. So if your switch, let's say you lost your switch, your switch was stolen, um, let's say you just sent it in for repairs, and Nintendo gave you a brand new switch, why are you putting the headphones on your on your buffalo, Jaden? I'm sorry, just totally off track here. Because they were they were hurting my head. They were hurting your head. So you're now you're crushing the skull of your buffalo. No, he's fine. Buffalo's because he's squishy. Is it because he's squishy. Yeah. Okay. All right. So anywho, let me get back to this. So. With Animal Crossing, the Wave 2 update, you can now back up your island. That way, essentially, if anything happens to your Switch or whatever, um, you can restore your island. But this doesn't use the normal uh, save, you know, the backup save cloud or the cloud backup save, whatever, that most games, you know, offer and everything else. Um, let me just kind of... Nintendo didn't do this right in my ways, in my opinion. So, um, you, we're about to... You're about to, like... Okay, are you done? We're good. All right, Jaden's totally distracting me. And I'm sorry, these are up. these really hurt my okay. head like every right. week. Um, so Nintendo's not doing this right. So the update comes out, you would think, great, my island's automatically being backed up. Um, that's not the fact. And even when you start the game up after the update, it doesn't mean tell you, hey, there's now an option to back up your game. So you know when you first start the game, you're at the title screen and you see just Animal Crossing, the music's playing, you see an overview dun, of your dun, island. Dun. Yeah, yeah. And you have the island, Islanders Walk. Well, if you look in the bottom left-hand corner, there's a little... It says press um, the minus button for settings. Well, you have to go into there and then and then go further deep down to find the, the backup. So let me just read this to you right here. So to do this, you need to press the minus button on the game's title screen. Again, this is before you actually enter into the, the game itself. This will bring up Tom Nook, who will note that these settings uh, deal with more back-end things. This is also where you'd go to delete your island if you wanted to, but don't. From here, there'll be an option that says Island Backup, and this is the choice that you want to select. Now, you don't have to go through explanations. Tom Nook will give you explanation on what does it mean to back up, what is it going to back up, how do you restore, all that kind of stuff. Um, but Tom Nook will also warn that this is only for use when your Nintendo Switch has been lost or damaged, and ask if you're sure that you want to enable this feature. And that feature, that's where I'm confused. Like, why, why wouldn't you want to enable this feature? Like, it doesn't make yeah. sense to me. And I feel like, this is just me, but I feel like if they had to wait this long to bring the option to back up your island, right? I feel like they should just make it to where it automatically does it, you know? I don't want, like, if they're, if... 
If they're rolling out an update this many months late after people already have they're 100, make us wait 200, this long, 300, right. 400 hours into the game, enable it by default. Just, yeah, don't yeah, make... I don't... Because, like, well, me... Here, here, okay, so here's the reason, only reason I can think of. Well, no, I, that... Well, okay, here's what I was going to say. Because you can customize things in the game, like, actually write stuff in the game, create your own, um, like, b- bulletin board notes, you know, for the community, bulletin board that's in the game... Um, you could spell things out on the sand. You can make your own patterns. It may be because of privacy issues. Nintendo needs to disclose that, saying, hey, we're about to take your personal creations that you just made that might have sensitive information into it, and we're going to back it up to our cloud. Now, it's still secure, but that's the only reason I can think of why they didn't enable this automatically. I don't know. I just feel like if it was, like, for just me personally, if you weren't, like, all, like, involved in, in the knowing of, everything Nintendo says, I wouldn't know to back up my island. And see, that's my... I would just go along clueless, and if my Switch broke and lost all my stuff because I thought I was backed up and I wasn't, I would be upset because Nintendo lied to me. Well, see, that's the reason we're bringing this up right here. We're not talking about the actual updates other than this one feature because I think a lot of people saw island backup. They're like, ooh, Finally, and they breathe a big sigh of relief, not knowing that they have to actually, have to actually enable the it. setting. So it says that um, once you do, the game will back up to the cloud, even when you're not playing. The last time your save data has been backed up will now appear on the title screen in the bottom left corner. So basically in that same left corner on the title screen where it says press you know, the minus button to go to the menu settings. Um, now here's the other thing. In order to download your island backup, so if you you know had a lost switch or broken switch or whatever else, uh, center of repairs, you still have to contact Nintendo support directly enable so that you can actually uh, download that saved game. I don't even know what that looks like or, or anything, but oh it, it just goodness. sounds crazy. That's it just ridiculous. Sounds crazy. I don't know. I feel like if they're going to make us wait that long, they should just go ahead and do it, you know? I totally agree. Anyway, so if you haven't done it, so just, you know, take right now as you're listening, pause the podcast or keep listening, grab your switch and just launch Animal Crossing, and then before you go into the actual game itself, hit the minus sign and and go in there and enable your backup. So with that out of the way, um, let's talk about what, we, what we've been up to this week. So, Jay, why don't you start us off? What you, what have you been playing this week? Well, um, August just hit. You know, I think today's August 3rd or whatever. And so I have been back into Animal Crossing a itty-bitty tiny bit. I really fell off the Animal, Cross- Animal Crossing train. I have too. Be, I didn't even finish catching my bugs for last month, and that's been either. like my that's been yep. my biggest thing ever since I got the game. Is I have to finish every month all the critters and everything, and I didn't even finish all the bugs. I mean, I'm pretty sure they're still here, but like I always finish them before the next month hits, and I didn't because it was just becoming more and more of a grind, and it was getting more and more frustrating, and I just didn't do it, and I'm getting really bored. And, like, earlier today, I was playing to try to catch the new fish and stuff, and I was just, like, why am I even doing this? Like, I'm so <laughs> bored right now. I could be doing anything but this. <laughs> well, and I even tried to get you to, you know, play Batman with me, and instead you're over there playing Animal Crossing through, you know, torturous, you know, gritting teeth going, why am I doing this? Yeah. The good news is, though, I caught two out of three of the new fish. Nice. Congrats. So now I only have to grind a little bit more. So here's where I'm stuck on my grinding, okay? Um, so I did on July 30th, I, I looked up online which bugs, which fish, whatever are disappearing mm-hmm. for the month and make sure that I've caught everything and I'm up to date on that. Um, I have a lot to catch still, though, that, new stuff to catch you know, before August even hit. 
I think I'm good. No, I'm not good. I need, the, <laughs> I need, what's the, uh, the sunfish? The um, sunfish, yeah. Is it called sunfish? I think so. I feel like we're missing a name. Yeah, I can there. look. Anyway, there's one fish, and it's the huge one, you know, it has a dorsal fin. Um, there's one fish I'm missing, and then there's like six or seven bugs that I'm missing. Now, here's the kicker on this, okay? These bugs all, um, they don't appear until after like 5 p.m., 9 p.m., things like that. And they only appear on palm trees, from what I've read. Okay, I have 42 palm trees planted on my island. Why'd you count all of them? And here's the reason, <laughs> I'm about to tell you why. Here's the only reason I know I have 42 palm trees. Okay. So I, I have spent several play sessions just wa- wandering around my island, you know, checking all the palm trees, going through all my other trees, make sure there's not bugs, around, you know, because of the spawn rate, make sure that right. all the other bugs are removed from my island. Um, and then going back and forth, as, uh, at least three different playthroughs now, and I'm not finding them. The it, other night, I spent over an hour and 15 minutes just go, just circling my island on palm trees. Never, wa- I've seen tons of drone beetles. I hate the drone I've beetles. I've seen so many of those. But these six that I need, I haven't even seen them once. And it's not a matter of like, I oh, it's there and I scared it off. I'm not seeing them at all. And so I'm really getting angry it and even putting time in. It makes you question the whole spawn rate, doesn't it? It's making me question time traveling. Oh. <laughs> because if I miss this, I may actually want to go back and time travel because I think it's, I'm pretty upset that I can't do this. Is that the fish you're talking about? Yeah, I knew there's a word I'm missing. It's the ocean, ocean sunfish. sunfish. Yeah. yeah, that's the fish I haven't found yet. I'm pretty sure. Okay, I'm all caught up on fish from last month. Oh, and there's one more fish in the river. I can't think of what it's called right now. This month? Yeah, uh, July. Came in July, I think. But either way, it's just, you know, know. it's really frustrating that we can't find these. And it's just driving me I I think I officially decided earlier that I am going to focus more on fish. Because from the beginning, I've liked the fish area of the museum more than the bug area. I totally agree. And I just like fish more than bugs. But but I, I want my museum complete. So I, do I. I can't hand, I, if I know that I missed one bug in a month and I'm going to wait like, I don't know, six months before I can get it again or maybe a year later. Oh, my gosh. What was it? The fireflies that were only out for July? Oh, yeah. One of them. I don't remember. I, it think, was it was fi- I think it was the fireflies. It might have been. Only for July. But I might have decided earlier that I'm not. I mean, I'm still going to try for the bu- bugs, but I'm not going to. Insects. Huh. So Did frustrating. You, look. In your um, Critterpedia, the section that has the bugs in it says insects. But Mm -hmm. a tarantula is not an insect. Okay, we're not going to split hairs over things like that. No, no, no. I'm just, I'm just. I agree. That's that's curious to me. A scorpion's not either, is it? I don't know. Anyway, I don't like scorpions. All right. Well, what else? That that's so so animal crossing right there. So outside of Animal Crossing, I've had. I want to go back, but then there's reasons why I don't, and it's driving me crazy, and I just don't know what to do with my life when it comes to Animal Crossing. Yeah, I don't I'm know. I'm just, I'm really getting, like, I'm at the point now, where, so I, I've, I've really liked all my, my neighbors, all my villagers, but when they get ready to leave, like, every once in a while, they just all question life. Like, I'm thinking about moving on, and I'm like, sure, whatever. I know, like, I don't even Like, care I don't care anymore. anymore. Now it's like, I don't, sure, Whatever. Like used to. Do you want me to stay? No, nah, I, re- I could really care less. <laughs> I know used to. Maybe you're the I reason I'm not sure, catching these bugs. <laughs> I would make sure to talk to every villager on my island at least once a day. Ooh, get mad I would make sure to talk to them. I would make sure to give it. them each one. I would make sure no weeds ever grew. My 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 gosh darn island is covered in weeds right now. My villagers keep trying to talk to me. I'll, I'll be running by and they're like, oh, hey. And I just run right past them. I just don't care anymore. I yeah, lost I don't know. I don't I, know. 
I, I need to give it a shot. I haven't done any of the fireworks. I know that started. It's the first. It's every Sunday in August, so it happened. Uh, you know, this past Sunday, mm-hmm. and I don't remember why I didn't log in. Oh, I was I was still working on church stuff late into that night, and so I just didn't have time, and I forgot about it. So, but yeah, so Animal know. Crossing. You know, we're both kind of here and there. I just feel like Nintendo's going to need to come out with a bigger update. Well, have you played with the Luna update yet? As far as you know, go, um, going to bed. I want to try that out. That that I'm actually interested in. So I want to go see other islands. Maybe that'll actually. maybe that'll bring us back. Maybe, in. Um, an, a game I'm still thoroughly um, enjoying, loving, engrossed in everything is Paper Mario: The Origami King. Man, I really like this game, and what, I'm trying to be a little bit more open minded to some of the negative reviews that I'm reading. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I can see that, um, but I don't. I love this game. It is so much fun to play. The music is fun. The battle system is different, but I wouldn't say it's easy. If anything, it's hard on some of these bosses. It, it, it's hard. Um, so I, I you, some of these reviews, I'm wondering if they only played the first you know, couple of hours and that's it. And I mentioned this on the show before. You really need to get through the first two or three hours um, because they really do hold your hand a whole lot. That's a long time to it get is, through, though. It is, but they're holding your hand a lot to explain the mechanics, and it makes it very easy and, and whatnot. Um, but man, I am totally loving that, and so and it's rated E for everyone. So if you're looking for a game for your kid, it's it's a great game. Um, another game that I've been um, I was I put a lot of time into uh, about a month ago, and then just because of life, and I'm just gonna blame everything on COVID at this point because of uh, COVID. COVID did. Um, I have a lot of games that I'm needing to get reviews out for, so I've kind of shelved some games. And one of those games that I just got back into last week or this past week is Shantae and the Seven, Seven Dwarfs. Shantae and the Seven Dwarves. Sirens. Sirens, not dwarves. Oh. Um, man. So so Nintendo owns the market on a platformer, okay? You know, like just jumping platform to platform, jumping on enemies, attacking enemies, whatever. Just a standard platform. Mm-hmm. Nintendo owns the market on that. Um, my favorite platformer other than Nintendo probably has to be Hollow Knight. Hollow Knight to me is a is a masterpiece that game. It's hard. a I 10 that out of 10 time. for me. I have the I have the uh, the limited Hollow Knight plush collectors that they're still in this box. Um, I love Hollow Knight. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Um, I played a lot of Shantae on my Game Boy Advance uh, when I was younger, and um, I when it came to when the first one came to Switch, I bought it right away, and, and I didn't put a lot of time into it. Uh, it was just like I it was going through just grabbing some games, and I bought it. Whatever. Um, we received a review code for Shantae and the Seven Sirens. And I put some time into it. I laid it down. It's been a few weeks, and I just picked it back up this last week, and it is so good. I mean, it it's it's on par with Nintendo. Like it's great. the the jumping The jumps feel great. The lands feel great. Using you know she you know Shantae you know, whips her hair. You know you see the little pop right here. She whips her hair as her as her uh, ability. And then with um. this one, you got the twist with the other genies loaning you their power and everything else, and you get different kind of power ups and whatnot. This is a really fun game. Um, it's one that I think I could introduce to you and Caleb, and both of you would like really enjoy this game. It to me so far, it's my favorite Shantae adventure. Sounds I fun. really like it. So, working on a review for this one, I need get some. I, I really want to get further in the game before I do a final review on it. So, hopefully, here in about uh, two weeks, three weeks max, um, we're gonna have a review on that one. But really liking that one. Uh, the other game that uh, I played a while back, and so we talked about. I think it was two three weeks ago where humble bundle was doing this incredible deal for pc gamers on uh telltale games and so like all the walking dead the batmans and everything else well 
there's a lot of Telltale games also on the Switch, and the one that you and I just started playing, you know, today actually was the, the first Batman. There's Batman the Telltale series, and then Batman the Enemy Within. And so we're playing the first one together right now. Um, this is rated M for Mature. There is some language in it, um, and it there are some scenes that are like, whoa, that was that was kind of graphic. You yeah, know, that the way that that I just got shot out or <laughs> whatever. Um, but the area that Telltale games shine is the storytelling. The story. And so I, I could talk, I could do a whole show on Telltale, but why don't you talk about what you're liking about this game so far? Aren't we going to do a show on Telltale? We probably should, actually. Sounds fun. We should, yeah, because there's a lot of games out there from Telltale that I really like. Anyways, so Batman, the Telltale series. We yes. did start playing this earlier today. We, we, we sat down and completed episode one in one setting. Okay, that confused me because we played for a little bit and then it said episode one. So was that just like the it was intro? like a long intro? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, like long. Yeah, intro. we played episode one. We beat episode um, one. We beat it right. So now we're on episode two. We haven't played any of episode two, so just episode one. But I. So what do you think about? I've it? really been enjoying it. Um, when we started, when you and me play a one-player game together, right? We you know we always like take turns holding the controller, right? Um. I really like these types of games, Telltale games, but the only problem I have with them is that I feel really pressured, and I'm not the best at making decisions. Anyone who knows me knows that I can't really make decisions very easily, and that's Which the is, only yeah, that's true. That's the only thing I struggle with in this game. And so, like, it's not even just making decisions. Like, even the combat, like when you're fighting people, because you know you play as Bruce Wayne or Batman, obviously. So, like, when you're Batman and you're fighting people. And it tells you to do all these button combos. I'm like super, like stressed, intense, and feel super pressured. So that's the only thing I don't like about the game. But that's not about the game. That's just about me. Um, so I like it better when you have the controller, right? Because then you can do the fighting, and then we can talk about what we want to say in the story, which is my favorite part about the games, anyways. Which is what they're about—the story. You know, what you want to, how the story ter- plays out based on what you say. So I was just checking it out right now because I thought so, but I wanted to verify. So the te- the one we're playing right now on Metacritic has an average rating of 72. Um, w- w- no, it's still good. It's right. still good. But the second one has 79. And so uh-huh. the second one is a better game. Um, so I'm, I'm enjoying the fact that you're enjoying this. And so I played um, I played most of the Walking Dead games. Um, and then, um, oh gosh, my mind just went blank. Uh, the Jurassic Park ones. Um the Monkey Island series, uh, Sam and Max, um, Back to the Future. We, we should do a Telltale uh, show sometime. I really like their games, and we can even, even talk about the history of Telltale, which is a very interesting history because the the company started as an indie developer, which they were, and they made a few games, and then they just grew out of nowhere and just it was huge blockbuster games that people were talking about, and then the company just dissolved. And it, and now it, it right looks like it's coming back up. So it's really cool, you know, talking about the series in itself. So really liking the game right now. Um, are, so you you want to definitely continue the game? Oh yeah, it's lots of fun. Yeah, so you really enjoy mm-hmm. it. Okay. Uh, the other game that I've noticed that you have been putting a lot of time in lately is mm-hmm. Clash of Clans, which iOS. is interesting. So tell me yeah, about this. Okay. Well, this game. Okay, hang on. I'm trying to. Th- I'm trying to think. Timelines are confusing. Um, I guess it's just that's a f- only if you're with the doctor. You have no excuse. <laughs> Um, I th- I guess it was just a few years ago. I had this game on. I had I had an iPad Mini. 
I had like an iPad Mini 2 or something By like that. By the way, it wasn't just a few years ago. This game came out eight years ago. Oh, right, but when I had it, it was I don't think it was eight years ago. You had it day one, yeah. Oh, for real? Yes. Well, then I had it eight years ago. Eight years ago. <laughs> I had it a while. See, I told you, timelines are confusing. Anyways, I had this apparently since day one. Um, I had like an iPad Mini 2 or something like that, and I had it on there, and I played it a little bit. Um, and then I stopped because part of the game is grinding. And I guess when, you know, cause I was little, like if that was eight years ago, I was like, um, <laughs> I was like eight or no, I was not eight. I was like six or seven, six. What the heck? I was not six. About seven. Seven. Okay. I was like seven or eight then. Yeah. Seven, which, you know, if you're that young and you're trying to, and lots of this game, like I said, is grinding, you know, trying to grind out resources. and I think most people probably know what Clash of Clans is. Right. Are, yeah. So I was seven, so I got bored with the game. So I kind of fell out of it. So with just one interjection here for myself. In you know, I what? I played this oh, game, yeah, okay. you know, heavy for the, you know, the first couple of years it came out, maybe into year three, and then I kind of trailed off. And then right. I came back in a little bit, and then I trailed back off. I never got back into it. So what brought you back into this game? Caleb. Caleb, okay. Caleb so, got it on his iPad, right? and it got me thinking, and I was like, hey, I haven't played that game. And, you know, we've been stuck at home, and I was like, hey, I haven't played that game in a while. So I loaded it on my phone, and I had no idea where I was on my village or anything. I was completely lost, but he, yeah. So he, here, he here, here's where I'm at, and, and I'll, I will attribute it to age. Um, it feels like the older I get, I don't want to go back to games if they change everything. So I logged back into Clash of Clans, <laughs> and there's so many things different. Well, I'm like, Caleb, Caleb helped me with I'm that. I'm done, you know? because back when I was playing, it was you super know, simple. my town center was like, like I was, I'm at nine. I think the highest back then was 10. The highest was 10. So yeah. I was one from the highest. Now it's like 14 All of my resource, you know, like, like the, the elixir or whatever and the gold, all that mm -hmm. stuff was maxed out. Mm -hmm. All of my, you know, camps for the Army troops camps or whatever. Now? Yeah, yeah. They were all maxed out. Um, almost everything I had was maxed out. Yeah. And now I get in, and I'm like, wait, what? Yeah, and then there's a treasure different. chest on my property. I'm going to click on that, and I get 22,000 of something and 200,000 something else. I'm like, well, what? And then there's a boat that takes me to another island that's a separate village that there's no battle. But then again, there is battle. Um, what? Yeah, and Caleb I'm just, helped me. I don't have the patience to go in here and, like, figure out what I'm doing. It's really actually really simple once you just take a minute to learn it. <sighs> Caleb really helped me understand all that because when i came in i was super confused and he explained it all to me and everything um but yeah the other thing is i think I just, i'm just past mobile games yeah well i thought because i went forever without playing a game on my phone i mean i have some but i don't remember the last time i really played one i mean and if it, if i did it was like if i was waiting for something for a few minutes i would just play like the last Frosty game, Road or something, the last, know? the last game, uh, game I really played on my phone was uh, Apple Arcade, and it was uh, Grindstone. Grindstone, I think it was called Grindstone. Grindstone. Loved that game. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Um, but you know, after a while, I'm like, okay, I'm bored of playing games on my phone. I don't. That's the other thing. If I if I have time to sit down and play a game, I want my Switch. I don't right. want my phone. Right. Yeah. So yeah, I hadn't really been into a game unless it was like just waiting for a few minutes, you know? If I was just waiting for something and I was bored, I would play, like, Crossy Road or one of the IO, dot .io games or, like, right. Geometry Dash, you know, some just simple, just... Again, if I have time to game, I want my Switch. It's, right. I don't have time to game on my phone. And, I mean, I probably I could, you know, for five minutes here and there. But, again, 
there's so many games I like on Switch. I'd rather jump in there for five minutes and, and so on. Well, that was the thing because, you know, I got the Switch and it's mobile and everything. That was a big thing, too, because before we had the Xbox and you can't take true, the Xbox true, with you. True. So we, you know, we played a game on our phone if we were out. But then, you know, I got Switch and I was in school, so I got busy. So when I wanted a game or if we went somewhere and I wanted a game, I could bring the Switch where I previously would bring my phone. You know what I mean? Um, but now that, no, I hear you. now that we're home all the time, I've been getting bored with games on my Switch, and so you I've know, been I've trying... you new games to try out. You just haven't what tried game? them. game? Oh, you mean SteamWorld? Every once in a while, I'll that one and more. SteamWorld's amazing. SteamWorld is pretty good. SteamWorld is amazing. But, um, All right, yeah. well, let's, let's move on from there. So, we probably um, should. Like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, let's move on. So one game that I did want to talk about on tonight's show and, and actually do a review on is Carrion. And we've talked about this the last few weeks. We, did, we actually got a preview code for that game. Um, I, I have been loving this game. And when I try to show it to friends or people that come over, their first, the first thing they see is, this is gross. Because um, if, you, if you've ever played Super Meat Boy, the first time you play Super Meat Boy... And you're this red piece of meat running around. You're like, okay. But then everywhere you touch, like the grass you run all, you run along, and there's this blood trail. There's a trail of blood. And then yeah. you smack yourself up against the wall. <laughs> and blood splatters. That's yep. what this game is. Uh, think about like a monster from like uh, the movie Thing. Um, or just think about like you're this glob that has multiple tentacles. Not like an octopus. Just like you're this center glob force, and you've got tentacles all around you. It kind of reminded me of... Um, and it's blood. Like Picasso. That's yeah. what I let thought me, let me, it had, like, the mouths everywhere. Let me read from the, uh, just a little uh, excerpt here from the website, and then let me talk about it. So, um, again, you can, this game is called Carrion. It is r- rated M for Mature because there's a lot of blood in it. It is $19.99. Um, you can get it on Nintendo Switch, Xbox One, and Steam. It was developed by Phobia Games Studio, which I think is awesome. <laughs> I think mean, that means just like perfect. You know, Phobia Games. I, I love that because uh, this is a reverse horror game, um, and it's published by Developer Digital. Which I I just have to say this. I've said it before, but it seems like anything Developer Digital gets involved with or puts their hand to is just a great, great game. So they just have that. They have a great touch. Uh, uh, track record. So Carry On uh, is a reverse horror game in which you assume the role of a amorphous creature of unknown origin, stalk and consume those that imprisoned you to spread fear and panic throughout the facility, grow and evolve as you tear down this prison and acquire more and more devastating abilities on the path. Retribution. Okay, so the thing about this game is, I mean, here here's the game in a nutshell. Uh, there's this laboratory that I'm assuming is underground because you're constantly finding new ways to get where you need to go, and everything seems to be underground. And there's an accident that takes place in the very beginning, and you as this creature, it's like a reverse um, horror game, you as this creature break free, and now you're trying to escape. And as you're escaping, or, you know, you know, dishing out revenge, um, you see scientists running from you, and you can throw out your tentacles, grab them, pull them into one of your mini mouths, eat them, and then your mass actually grows. You can grow larger and larger and larger. As you have, as, as you get larger, you have different abilities that you can use, and the game's smart in this into the fact, this is one of the reasons I like about this game, is that while you're larger, you can do certain abilities, or you may be able to crash through certain walls that you can't when you're smaller. But then again, if you want to use, like there's one ability that I really like that makes you invisible, or or it's like a light cover where you just, you know, 
you can go through laser beams that that would trigger alarms normally but you have to be small for that as well so you're constantly depositing mass like in bodies of water um, and then going back and consuming your mass so you can get larger again when you're there is a small learning curve to the controls as you're playing this it almost feels like a twin stick shooter and how it plays um, which you know I hate twin stick shooters. Yeah, but but it's not. Once you get the controls, it, it's very fluid. And what I like about this game is that as you're playing it, you can pick up speed really fast, and um, you can just you know uh, dash through doors. There could be different enemy types. Some of them have these shields. Some of them have um, the ones I hate the most are the ones with fire because when you catch on fire, even one tentacle, your whole body catches on fire, and you better stop what you're doing and just run. Stop jumping roll. Uh, more no, you better just run and find a body <laughs> of water. Um, stop, drop, no, stop, run and swim. Stop, run and swim. I like that one. Um, and but here's the thing though, and 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 you won't get this until you play the game. And I, the one thing that I have seen with this game that that's turned some people off is that they read the description of a reverse horror game. They're like, I don't know if I want to play that. You're, you you need to play it. It doesn't. The description does not do this game justice because here's the thing: you can be. And I think I mentioned this last week. You can be going through levels, figuring things out, and then when you go into a new area, you can hear people scream as they run. And there's something. <laughs> it feels wrong saying this. There's something satisfying about going into an area. You hear you hear people scream, and then you follow the direction, and then they're all cowering in, in a corner. And you just throw not a tentacle, but your entire mass at the at the, like two or three scientists that are just hiding, and just start consuming them and eating them, and grabbing them with your tentacles. You can shoot out webs to catch enemies or you know the scientists or military guys, and then go consume them. Um, it there's something satisfying about being the hunter in this game because most survival or most horror games you're just trying to survive, right? Mm-hmm. In this game, you're the hunter. And there's something so satisfying in how they how they wrote this game out. Um, I mean, the story mode is real simple; it's real basic. There's not a big story mode in it, um, but there it's it's it is deeper than what you'd give it credit for. Because throughout the game, there's little red banners like you would see like in a laboratories or something like that, and it'll say something like "so many people infected" or "these these systems are currently down" or "the door is locked," things like that. Um, all kinds of stuff like this. And as you're playing it, if, if you can either skip all that or you can you can read about it and watch it and everything else and realize that you're causing major havoc. It's almost like um, if you've ever played any of the Resident Evil games, now you're the monster and you're out to kill everybody. This is a great game. Um, it is bloody. It's very bloody. I haven't noticed any language. There's no uh, voice acting. It's all text-based. I haven't noticed any language as far as the text goes. But if you have the volume up and you have your kid, I don't have your kids in the room because there is a lot of screaming as people are running. And then when the monster growls, it's it's big. And when he eats people, it's big. And so it's definitely a grotesque game in, in that sense. But it's so satisfying. Um, Devol- uh, uh, Devolver Digital released a shockingly three-minute expose about the making of the hit horror game Carry On that we're talking about right here. And it's called Carry On Behind the Screams. Uh, we'll put a link in the show notes to you. It's funny. Jay, you watched it. Uh, it's mm-hmm. funny. And, but they show in there why the animations are so smooth because they actually have people in green suits and then just waving around tentacles, and, that, and that's what they're, they're capturing. And, so, and they bring it to the game. Great game. Really like it. Um, 
this game is a solid, very strong 8 out of 10 for me. I have one gripe with this game. Um, there are times in the game where you have to like break through a lock or whatever. And so you have to find like three different main key areas in, in the zone that you're in, in the level that you're in. Um, and you've got to flip this lever and you got to go through this door and you got to kill these guys and whatever else. Um, and if you're not playing it in one setting and let's say you started it and then you paused it and the next day you pick it back up, you may not know where you're at. There's no map in this game. There's never a reference to know where you're at. Um, and I can't really say it's a gripe because it does make the game harder as far as where am I? There's times where I've spent like probably 15 minutes backtracking, not because I'm supposed to, but because I don't know where I'm at. So I'm going, I'm backtracking just to go back to the beginning to figure out where I'm at in that level. Um, that's my only gripe with this game. I wish there was a map or something like that. But then again, the fact that it you're a monster, the, the fact that, well, yeah, the fact that you're a monster, a monster wouldn't have a map. And I just, that would, <laughs> that wouldn't work for me. And so I, I do prefer without a map, but again, solid, solid eight out of 10. Um, a strong eight. I, I, it's not a nine for me, but it's a strong eight. Really liking this game, really digging this game. Again, uh, you can get it on Nintendo Switch, Xbox One. You can get it on Steam. Um, it's only nineteen ninety nine for nine for twenty bucks. It's it's depth. You're getting a still. I think this game. I I would have paid thirty dollars for this game. We again, we did receive a review code for it. Um, that does not affect our review rating of this game whatsoever. We received a review code from uh, Real Mist Masterpiece Edition, and you heard me rant on how much I despise that game on Switch. So, but again, we're not talking about that this show. We're not. But what I'm saying is, it you know, I get that out of the way. We did receive a code for it, but this game is totally worth it. I would have spent thirty dollars on this game um, if I had you know opportunity to play it like this. So, do yourself a favor, check it out again. That's Carry On. Um, we'll put links to in the show notes to where you can buy it and everything else. So, um, games out of the way. Uh, I did want to talk about a movie just quickly because of what, with the theaters being shut down all over because of COVID and everything. Um, a lot of the movies you would normally go out and see, or even previews that you would see, you don't have a chance to. And so we watched, um, trolls world tour for, was it Micah's birthday or Micah's Caleb's birthday. Micah's birthday. So it was recently, it was right here in July. And right. so it was just this this last month, and we haven't talked about it on the show, and I want to because we just watched it a second time uh, this weekend, and I I really like this movie. Uh, the first Trolls, I got very in, I, I don't think I ever sat through the whole thing because I just couldn't get into the story. Um, it just wasn't a good movie for me personally as an adult. But Trolls, uh, two you no know, Trolls World Tour, loved it, and what I loved about it was the music. Um, it had first of all, it actually had a story where the first one didn't feel like it had a story to me at all. Felt like it had like a little kids book story. Yeah, this one had a story. Friends. This this one had a story that I could actually follow and everything it had depth else. Depth to it. It had history. But the music in it, my goodness, the music in this in this movie was amazing. Absolutely loved it. And so, Jay, what did what did you think about it? Um, I liked it better than the first one. The first one has always been kind of an iffy movie for me. I would sit through it, but it wasn't one that I enjoyed watching. Um, this one I enjoyed. Um, this one was funnier to me than the first one. This one was more interesting. The story was more interesting. It grabbed me more. Um, it was just all around a better movie to me. And like you said, the music, I really liked that part about it. Um, it had 
different types of music in the movie, which is pretty much the and whole. See, that's point. what I liked about it as well. The first Trolls, it was only the like you know this techno whatever music, and that's it. Right. Um, and then the the, the the second one has has Western. It has my mind's going blank right now. Anything. Every genre, classical music, uh, R and B. I mean anything and everything. It mm-hmm. was in this movie. And so really, really, uh, you know, rock, you know, because World Tour, it's a rock. Um, really like this movie. So if y'all haven't checked it out yet, go check it out with your kids. If you, if they love Trolls 1 and you can't stand it as a parent, uh, do yourself a favor and check out Trolls 2. You may actually enjoy this one, and then uh, you'll give yourself a break by switching it over. So um, I'm just looking through the notes we have right here because we're just looking at the time and everything else. Uh, we wanted to take some time on this show and talk about some oh, wait, sequels. Right before we get into that, yes, I don't know if you remember, but a little while ago, a, a long while ago, actually, uh, I challenged Christopher, uh, Mr. Sam's oh, yes, son. Yes, yes, I challenged Christopher to a Super Smash Brothers Ultimate show off, show show off, showdown, showdown. showdown. That's the word, showdown. Um, because I remember I that. heard that he th- he was talking he thought, smack. He thought he could beat me or something. Talking smack, yeah. Um, and so I challenged. him. In all him. fairness, you were both talking smack. We were. But go ahead. Um, so I challenged him, or he challenged me, one of them. Um, and we actually went and visited them like last week or whatever recently. And while I was, the first thing he said to me when we pulled up was, "You ready for our our show off, <laughs> our showdown?" And I was like, Wait, "So he threw it what? up in your face." Yeah, I was I, I completely forgot about it till he brought it up. I was like, "Oh, right. I haven't played that game in a long time. I'm gonna lose." And he was like, "Oh yeah, have you been training? I've been training. You better get ready because I'm gonna beat you so good." So we go in there. We wait a little bit because he goes and plays with Caleb and stuff. But then he comes back. He's like, "Are right, right, you ready?" Right. I'm like, "Okay, let's go." And I kicked his butt, <laughs> man, Christopher. If you're watching, wait or listening, listening. My bad. If you're listening, which you probably are, ha 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 ha. <laughs> and you can go show your dad that I said ha 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 because you were talking all this smack. Hey, don't get cocky. Christopher may learn some new moves. <laughs> Next time he sees you, he's going to wipe the floor with you. Maybe, maybe. But I just wanted to throw that out there to anyone that's listening. I don't know if y'all remember, but there was a little challenge. Um, but yeah, it was it was fun. He had fun. I had fun. It was a good time. Anyways, continue, Padre. All right, so on tonight's show, we did want to talk about um, Nintendo sequels that we're ready for them to bring out. And so um, we listed out some games that that came out. These are first-party games from Nintendo, like Mario, Zelda, and so on. And these are games where you know where Nintendo themselves have said, we're halfway through the Switch's lifespan. Most of the games we're going to list you know, tonight are, all came out in that first year for Nintendo. Okay, in the first half of the first year for Nintendo. We are now, you know, three and a half years through the life cycle of the Switch. I'm ready for round two on some of these games. So, for example, uh, The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild was originally released March 3rd, 2017. So it's been, you know, we're, we're getting close to three and a half years since that game has has been released. Now, Nintendo has already, con- has already confirmed a Breath of the Wild 2, and so I don't want we don't need to go deep into that, but I will say I'm ready for a second Breath of the Wild. Loved Breath of the Wild, one of my all time favorite games ever played. Um, but I am ready for the second one. Jay, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I'm ready too. Um, I actually recent it wasn't too long ago when I actually went back and and beat, actually beat the game, beat Zelda. Yeah, yeah, I um got super duper close. I finished all the Divine Beast. All I had to do was get 
give Ganon. I was about to kill him. That's literally all I had to do, but I was so tired, and it was a hard battle, so I didn't do it. A friend of mine, uh, Kevin, told me, you know, he's got, he just got a switch, what, a month ago, a month and a half ago, mm-hmm. and he accidentally <laughs> beat Ganon. He went to the castle just to get a few things, and then before he realized that he fell down the area where Ganon was, and he and just and he beat Ganon. <laughs> what? I mean, there's still a lot he has to do in the game, but right, yeah, but he so. beat Ganon. He beat Ganon. Are yeah. you serious? It I mean, took me forever. I well, that's ridiculous. Well, think about it though. He did it all, while he was playing all the way through. You took a long break, and so your skills yeah. were rusty and everything else. But um, let, let's let's just go through this list. We don't need to spend a long time on this. Um, I will say I have not 100%ed Zelda, and I have no intention to. I, I did it one time, but there are too many stinking, ridiculous Korok seeds to find in this game. Even with the guide, I'm not going to go find all, what is 800 of them, 900 and of them? The, if you, and if you're really talking about completing the game, that's all the different armies, ar- armor sets, all oh. the different recipes you have to cook. And I do have all the armor sets, but then I'll, I'll upgrade it. But then you get, right, you got to cook the recipes. Mm-hmm. You got to take a, the, the journal to take a picture oh, yeah. of every single item. I'm, which there's, is, there's which two, is all the animals, everything. There's too much in this game. It is pretty, there's pretty too big. much. It's insane. So, anyway, uh, Jay, why don't you take a couple of these? Okie this dokie. next one I know, you know is a big spot for you. Oh, yeah. The next one we have on the list is Mario Kart 9. And I'm um, ready for this. Me too, because um, on the Switch, you know, we have Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. It was released on April 28, 2017. So also a little while ago, just like Breath of the Wild. Um, So, you know, it's been a minute since we've all had this game and been playing it. And this is really the first Mario Kart game I got into, and I really got into it. It's my it. favorite. It's and amazing. It's my favorite suit, but it's kind of the only one I've played. But well, I you also play the one on the Wii a lot. You just don't remember. Oh, well, remember I don't that remember that. You played that one a lot. But yeah, I really like this game. I know we've played this game a lot together. Um, this is a f- great game. I'm ready for fun game. Mario Kart 9. Well, here's the other reason why I'm ready for Mario Kart 9. This is a deluxe version of a game that was originally brought out on the Wii U. So they didn't create a new game here. I mean, yeah, they may have slapped a new coat of paint on it. They may have added some new features. But it's 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 an old game, and so I, this this game is by far way overdue. It's three years old. Give us a new game. Uh, why don't you talk about the next one? Okay. Also, Arms Two. Um, Arms was released June sixteenth, twenty seventeen. So, so we're another a pattern here where they're all three years plus. Right. Another twenty seventeen game. So it's it's been a while, and we've talked. I think we've mentioned Arms Two before. How we've wanted we, yeah, we've wanted it, to see it's one. Time. Um, I yeah. mean, and they keep coming out with all these like expansions and new fighters and everything. But I want I want a new game to play. You know, Arms was a I really enjoyed Arms. Um, and I think Arms one, even though it has its faults, it it's a really good foundation to to say great game, not or or, or really not great, but really good game. Let's take what we've learned here. Now let's make a great game and build it. You know, more features in it, more open, whatever. I don't. I'm not sure what it needs. I don't add feet. I hope they don't add feet into the game. I love the fact that it's just arms. Love this game. It's one of my favorite brawlers because it's just so unique with the spring arms mm-hmm. and everything else. Um, there's a demo for this on the eShop. And so if you've never played arms, uh, maybe you haven't heard about it because it, there's a lot of fanfare when it first came out. Um, but then within a month of it coming out, Splatoon 2 came out and it kind of just got pushed to the background yeah um and 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 i don't think that's fair because this is a really good it's really game. sad because this game deserves lots of well, attention splatoon you know? 2 falls on the heels of the first splatoon that was on the wii u so there's already you know a following for this game mm-hmm. arms was a brand new ip for nintendo and i think a really good one 
And so I think if they did an arms two, it would be it would be fantastic. Like I, I on this list, if I was to say which game I'm most excited for to see what they would do with it, it's going to be arms two because wow. Mario Kart nine. I'm really excited for that one, but it's Mario Kart. It's another we Mario Kart. We know what Kart to game. expect. Right. It's going, but it's going to be tighter, better, and everything else. I want to see what they can do with a second arms. I think it'd be a really fun game. And so that's another one on our list. Um, why don't you take this next, next one? Next one, one as well. is Splatoon three. Um, like you just mentioned, Splatoon two came out around the same time as Arms, um, July twenty first, twenty seventeen. So almost uh, yeah, yeah, just like what three three weeks later. Yeah, or four so weeks later, something like that. Another twenty seventeen game. It's been a while since all these games came out. Um, Splatoon two, that's the one um, where we stayed up or got up early or something for the. The what was it called? You about the bundle? No, what? Well, you got the Splatoon two bundle oh, for my Switch, Switch for your right. birthday, but I did that. I'm talking about when they um did the whole like when the arms did the. Dang it! The, punch, the Splatfest. The sp- no, was that what it's called? Oh, you mean the trial? Yes, when, or not the, the trial, trial, but the uh the test of this the server test they were that. doing. Yes, that's yes. that. Those two games are the ones that we. Either got up super early for or stayed right, up really late Right, because they had the, the weirdest times, and right. you could log in for like an hour or two and just play So I was, character. Yeah, I was super excited about Splatoon 2, and so, you know, we did that, and I loved it, and so um, I got the whole bundle, and it's a, it's a game that I played a lot. It's um, a fun game. It's yeah, a really and good I kind of fell out of it a little bit, but I feel like if Splatoon 3 came out, I would get back into it, you the know? Splatfests were, were really fun. They did a lot of free DLC. Then they did the paid expansion pack. Uh, the um, it, I'm not even going to try to say because I'll forget what it's called. But it's the Octo Oh, something, I know what you're talking about, yeah. Right, which brought a new new story campaign and mm-hmm. new game modes and everything else. Uh, really like this game. So I think Splatoon 3 would... Splatoon 2 did big sales for Nintendo. I think 3 would do, again, big sales, mm-hmm. major sales. Uh, they've already said they're done with support. So, they're, so the games that we've listed so far... Um, Breath of the Wild, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, Arms, and Splatoon 2, all of those games, Nintendo has said they're done with DLC, they're done with support, there's there's not another Splatfest, they're done with these games. Um, it's time to have another game, and I really hope we get it this console generation. We're halfway through the lifespan of the Switch, so I, I don't want to wait until the next console, whatever that's going to be, a Switch Pro, whatever it is. Um, I want to see it now. Like I want to, I want to hear word of it this year, and I want to see it within the next year. I know that that's probably unrealistic expectations because it takes time to work on stuff, and with COVID and everything, things are getting sl- slowed down. down. But I want to see it. Another game that I really want to see is Mario Plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle 2. Uh, the first one was released in August 29th on two, in 2017. Again, three years ago. Um, man, such a great game. Uh, has high replay, uh, replay value. Um, lots of DLC. They did the Donkey Kong DLC pack, which was a lot of fun. Um, this is a good game. I want to see them take what they did which I thought took everyone by surprise who played this game. No one expected it, you know, with the Rabbids and everything else, and made an incredible XCOM-like game. Um, I want to see number two. and I, I want to see new features. I yeah. want to see new tactics. I don't want to just see... I don't want to see just new levels. I want to see the evolution, just like how they went from XCOM to XCOM 2. Um, I, I, that's what I want to see. I want to see the changes. I want Ubisoft to push the boundaries of this game and bring us, you know, Mario plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle 2. Yeah, I really, really like this game. And I'm thinking about it right now, and I think it's like, it might be the only game I've beat and then went back through and played it again. 
Like it's a great all the game. Way. I'm trying because I don't think I've. There's been a game that had like a story mode that I've beat and then gone back and played through and beat again. Right. This is like the only game I've done that with. So. Oh, do you have my problem? I hope you didn't inherit my problem. What's your problem? Oh, ask anybody who knows don't know me. For, you know, for most of my life. Oh, I play you mean when games. You don't beat games. Yeah, I don't beat games. No, no, no. I get far and then I just stop. <laughs> yeah. Well, I kind of did that with Breath of the Wild. True. Oh my goodness. Breath of the Wild had me hooked. Uh, telling you. Have you inherited that that bad trait from And you me? know what I'm thinking? The second time I went through Mario Plus Rabbids, I never actually beat it. The the final level where you fight Bowser, it was really hard, so I just stopped because I was bored. So the but, other... Yeah. Go ahead. I, I, I might have picked that up for me. Oh, my goodness gracious. I so the last this. game on this list, and I know we're, we're skipping a lot of other titles. I'm sure that if you're listening, you're screaming out games right now. But again, we're looking at Nintendo first-party games you know, for the Switch. Um, and the last one on this list is I Want Super Mario Party 2. So if you remember, um, there were, I think, 10 Mario Party games total, 10 or 11. I think there was 10 total. Um, and then they did a collection, a gold collection of, like, all the mini games or the top mini games from all the Mario Parties. They released it on the 3DS. So when they, they kind of rebooted the series in a way, and they called it Super Mario Party now, and, and it came out on Switch. Great game. Had a lot of fun. We like it. The family likes it. The kids like it. Uh, this one did come out, you know, two years ago, October 5th, 2018. But here's the thing. Um, there's four boards. Um, at most, you can say there's eight boards because if you do teams, it kind of changes it up how changes they play. changes a little bit. And, but there's, out of all of these games we've listed, this is the only game not to receive DLC. Zelda received DLC. Mario Kart. Oh, Mario Kart didn't receive DLC, but it did receive, well, it received something. Not DLC. It received an update of some kind. What was it? I don't remember. I think it was a tie-in with Labo. That's what it was. That doesn't count. Where you could use like the steering wheel on Labo and and play in. Oh, like we. Yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, but actually have you know something tactile in your hand that cool. makes a difference. Yeah, pretty cool. But you know, Arms, uh, Splatoon, Mario Plus Rabbids, they all received DLC. Uh, Super Mario Party came out, and that was it. A couple bug fixes, and that was it. Now, we did find out, you know, that the same company that was, or the studio that that, that, uh, that was working on Super Mario Party also was, their next project was Clubhouse Games on the Switch, which I really like. Um, I haven't mentioned that one in a while, but uh, I played that solo. I played that with Mommy or with Micah, really liking this game. Um, but I want to see Super Mario Party 2. Our family has always loved Mario Party. We've played, we had them on different consoles. Yeah. I want to see Super Mario Party 2, but I want to see a bigger game. This is the one of those games where I'm like, okay, Nintendo, you did good. I mean, the, the Mario Party games were going down, 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 down in quality and just creativity. This game was good. It was fun. I really enjoyed it. My favorite mode is the team mode. But I want to see them, okay, go back to the drawing board, and I want I want a deeper game. I want a game with more, you know, more, more boards. boards. You know, but a, a bigger variety of mini games. Um, even though I like the mini games in the first one, I just I, I want a second one. We've said on the show before. I would yeah, pay. Me I, too. Me too. And even if it's like years down the road, that's fine. Give me paid DLC. I will pay for new maps or new boards. I mean, give me something, something. for this game. Something at Announce least. Announce something. So um, now, some of the games, just honorable mentions that we haven't talked about, is that uh, Donkey Kong Country. Technically, we haven't had one for the Switch yet. We have Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze, uh, Tropical Freeze which again is a ver- it's a ported version from the Wii U, where they added a couple extra features, and you know, and that's basically it. It's it's a Wii U port. That's all it is. Uh, New Super Mario Brothers Wii U. 
Deluxe. I mean, it's in the name. You know, <laughs> it's in the name. <laughs> yeah. New Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe. Um, it's in the name. You know, give us another one of those. But again, this is just honorable mentions. Uh, Metroid Prime Four. Um, they've talked about that one. We know it's coming. Um, so I'm not going to say anything on that. Other than, would you please give me a collection of the uh, the first three Metroid Prime games? One through three. Give me a collection. I'll buy them. I'll pay 50 bucks. Give me the collection. I want to play those. And then the last honorable mention um, that I wasn't going to add on here, but Jay, you wanted to, was Super Mario Odyssey. So what is it that you'd want to say about that game? Okay. Well, Super Mario Odyssey, as far as I know, I might have gotten into a Mario game like a long time ago that I just don't remember. No, not like this. You haven't. Okay. Yeah. Well, then, yeah, I'm right. This, this was your first Mario Super game Super Mario that Odyssey you was the first Mario game that I right. played. Like... You know, like like really hardcore, right? Um, and I really, really liked it. Um, the story was cool. I liked the whole Cappy mechanic. Everything about it was super cool. Um, I had a whole bunch of fun. And now that I'm talking about it, it makes me want to go back and play it again. It's such a good. But game. I had a lot of fun with this game, and it was it was my first one. So I've only ever played one Mario game, you know. So I want more. You know, we talked about ever it played on the show. One. I want more Mario experience. You know, we talked about it on the show how like this game is one of the very few games where you find yourself just smiling as you're playing it because there's just so much joy in this game. The reason it's an honorable mention for me is that this is a this is a big game. Uh, you you beat the campaign and you're only like a third of the way through the game. Well, that's how and Zelda st- is. Well. I mean, there's so many more levels that you can play, and the game gets hard, like, if you want to 100% this game. And I have not... I may be halfway through this game. I I dropped off only because there were other games I wanted to play. But, um, I mean, I would love to see... I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I would love to see a Mario Odyssey, Super Mario Odyssey 2. Um, it's just not high up on my list. These other games are high up on my list, and I want to see those games. So, anyway... Any final thoughts on this list before we move on with the show? Um, no, I just Nintendo. I want to see some of these soon. I mean, I like soon, but if Nintendo's y'all been really quiet, and I know a lot of that's because of COVID. But I'm hoping that we're going to see like the Metroid Prime collection come out, or like they've been. You know, this is the anniversary for Mario, so a Mario collection oh. coming out, something. But bring something. So anyway, all right, let's go and move on over to Indie Corner. All right, so in Indie Corner, we're going to change it up just a tad bit again. I know we changed the rules a while back, and we're going to change the rules yet again. And I can because it's my show. Yeah. So hey. instead of it's our show, it's okay. our show. Instead of bringing <laughs> three games to y'all, I feel like we're doing you an injustice because I, we don't have enough time to talk about three games. So I kind of rushed through them, and I want to spend a little bit more time spotlighting these these gems that are games or indie games that are just amazing. And um, with two, there can be one that Jaden can highlight and one that I can highlight each week as well. So, um, Jaden, I'll the new the format. One. Take the first one. Okay, so this first game we have on Indie Corner. Or, and one, one, one oh. quick thing. We have talked about these two games already on the show, but when I was going through the games that are on sale, because that's what we're looking for, games that are on sale that are indie games, there wasn't a whole lot that I could give high recommendations to, but these two we could. So go ahead. Okay. This first game we have is Kingdom New Lands. And like you said, we've talked about this mm. before a couple times. Such um, a good game. It's normally 15 bucks on sale for $3.74 currently, which is, I think it's kind of weird, $0.74. Cents. Yeah, I, some, I, I think they want to hit that, like, 
I don't know what that percentage is, like eighty yeah. percent, and so it comes out to seventy four. That's just weird. I know that is weird. But hey, that's like four bucks. That's crazy. It's less than four bucks. It's three hundred and seventy four pennies. Uncle Johnny, if you listen to this, which you probably won't, which kind of hurts, but if you listen to this, <laughs> that was a shout out to you. Uh, Timestamp hour three minutes. Let me make sure Johnny <laughs> hears that. Um. Anyways, so yeah, this game is normally fifteen bucks. Like I said, now it's on sale for less than four dollars. You said it, three seventy four pennies. Such a good game. Um, it's worth it at fifteen bucks. I yeah, I'd go pick it up at fifteen. Yeah, but right game. now it's a steal at less than four dollars. So y'all definitely go pick this up. It's um available on Switch, PlayStation Four, Xbox One, Steam, iOS, and Android. Basically so, everywhere. Everywhere. You know, if you have a tech thing, then you should have this game because it's worth it. This game is rated E, 10 and up. Now, I will say this. When the game first launched, there were perform, I can't Performance? Speak. Performance issues. Thank you. Yep. If you got too far in, like, into winter or even to the next island. Um, but all of those issues have been fixed. And so if you, were, if you heard about this game in the beginning and you're interested in it, but then maybe a reviewer said, love the game, but because of the performance, we're dropping our review way down. Um, most of those performance issues have been fixed. So now is the time to go check it out. For sure. Yeah, it's a great game. The second one we want to talk to you about is uh, The Flame and the Flood Complete Edition. Now, this game is rated T for teen. It's normally $14.99, and you can currently pick it up for $4.49, so $4.50. Normally $15, get it for $4.50. This is a really good game. Um, let me just read. I like to read what they put on the website every once in a while for it, and let me just read this to you. It says, The Flame and the Flood Complete Edition is a wilderness survival game in which a girl and her dog travel on foot and by raft down a procedurally generated river. Now, normally, I don't like procedurally generated games, um, but you're not, uh, it's not like um, every time you re-hit level one or two, it's, it changes on you. It's a fr- This being procedurally generated is a good thing. It's a fresh experience every time you restart the game. Um, you're scrounging around for resources. You're crafting tools. Um, you have to find ways to like get medicine to to, to fix sicknesses. Um, there's there's enemies in the game because this is kind of like a post-apocalyptic type of game. Um, there's enemies rather than be you know people you know actual p- people attacking you, um, wild dogs, uh, ravens, birds that are attacking you. So basically, you and your dog are on this raft, and you go so far down the river, and you you find an area that you can dock at, and then it's like okay. It's under the cover of night. How quick can you quickly go through this little area of town, get as many resources as you can, and get back on the raft to keep down, keep going down your journey? Um, but you never know when you take that little side area, like I, I want to dock here, go check out this little vill- village. Are you going to find resources? Are you going to find nothing? Or there'll be people there that are going to try to kill you right off the bat? Are you going to have to fight off some animals? You just never know. Um, it is a survival game, and so... I really enjoyed this game. I picked it up uh, when it first launched. Um, I was actually flying to Kansas, and so I'm in the airport, downloaded the game, and I played it the whole way to Kansas, put in several hours in it right when I first got it. Enjoyed this game. Great game. Um, you can get it on Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Steam. Uh, fantastic game. And so those are our two recommendations, Kingdom New Lands and the Flame and the Flood Complete Edition. You can get both of them for a still right now under 10 bucks. Two, two great indie games. Really good indie games. Um, highly recommended. So Definitely go pick those up for sure. Yeah. Uh, we did have uh, a game today for Tabletop Gaming. So, Jay, let's go ahead and jump on into that. You know, here's the reality. It, 
We may not even have a game for tabletop gaming, but I love that track so much that I just I want to push the button. Might as well just play. Whenever it, I get know. like just whenever I get a chance, it gets me in the mood for game. It just sounds good. It does, and it, if you don't know where this is from, this is from uh, uh, the soundtrack for the original StarCraft, and this is a Terran track. So anyway, uh, the tabletop game, the tabletop gaming game that we're picking this week is a controversial one in my household because I don't like this game. <laughs> I like this game. I think this game but is pretty fun. Jaden loves this game. Uh, Caleb loves this game. Like Caleb really likes this game. Uh, he was kind of out of it when we played it this last time, but I think he was just really tired. Yeah. He normally likes this game. Um, so for our family as a whole, they like this game, and the game is In a Pickle. So let me read now, off the stats, and then, Jay, I want you to talk about the game, okay? Okay. So uh, uh, the stats on this game are simply just this. We, go, we get these from board, uh, BoardGameGeek.com. Uh, players are two to six players. It takes roughly 20 minutes to play. Uh, the age rating for this game is 10 and up. Um, it has nothing to do as far as the content being you know, in, um, inappropriate for younger players. It's just the the way you play it um you have to you do need to be creative um i think your kids can definitely play this at a younger age i think if i was to put an age on this definitely i would think i would put it closer to seven and up because i think if you played enough time with your kids they'd pick on really fast um the weight of this game again a lower weight is is is, is simple where a higher weight is complex so out of you know zero to five board uh, board game or one to five board game geeks gives this uh 1.21 out of five so really easy to pick up um the Price for this game is twenty five nineteen on Amazon. You can actually find a mini version for nine dollars and fifty cents. Again, we'll put links in the show notes for this. Um, now, here's the thing: Board Game Geeks gives us a rating of four point seven out of ten. So, if five's mediocre, this is a a mid range four. Less than mediocre. Yeah. So, what is less than mediocre? Garbage. This game stinks. <laughs> okay, the game doesn't stink. I mean, it's a creative game. So, Jay. Tell us, what is it about this game that you like? Okay, well, just before I get into this game and all of its glory, um, while you were explaining that, I'm sure people were just like, ugh, why is this guy explaining it? We all know this game. Because I just want to give a shout-out to this game. On the box, I have the box I'm holding right now. It says, over a million sold, sir. So your whole 4.5 or whatever can just look at this over a million well, technically sold. Technically, it's 4.7. Four, okay, 4.7. It can look at this over a million sold and this Dr. Toy winner 10 best games or whatever. You know why? How many suckers can you fit in that box? Huh? How many suckers could you fit in that box? Like, well, In a pickle, this whole game is about what can you it fit inside. It depends if it's so, like the, um, like the, the blow pops. Whatever's in your head. How many suckers can you fit in that box? Or if it's like game? the dum-dums. Because the suckers, blow pops are bigger how than How many the suckers can you fit in that box? Well, are you talking about like, like a person? Like if you call a person, sorry. Yeah, now I'm talking about people. Well, <laughs> that a million. <laughs> you can fit a million suckers into that box. <laughs> no, well, one of those is us then, because we have it. That's true. No, no, no. All right, um, tell us about this game and why you like this yeah, game. Yeah, um, I feel like part of the reason I like this game so much is that you can you you can pretty much make up anything you want. There's not really <laughs> rules. I mean, there is, but at the same time, you can kind of. You can kind of just say whatever you want. Um, you could, I could say, okay, the other day we were playing it with a friend from church, and she was trying to convince um, you that a shoe is bigger than an attic. 
Um, I'm sorry. I think I don't think we need to go there. That's just a bad explanation of this game. Oh, whoa! This is a well, great well, explanation. Go ahead and explain before you do that. Explain what the game is, though. It's why it, it's called it's in, in a pickle. pickle. I don't know. All right. So you have a bunch of nouns. You have, a, you have a bunch of cards. You have a bunch of nouns. And the way you win is you have to complete what's called a pickle round. But the way the game basically works in a nutshell is just simply this: there's a word on the table, and say the word is no. It's not called in a nutshell. It's in a pickle. In a, okay. Let's say <laughs> one of the words is a. Um, a cup. Okay. So you're looking through your words, and you have a word that says, you know, quarter or dime. You'll say dime. But then you have another book that, or sorry, book. You have another card that says house. So you could say, well, that, that card on the on the table that says cup, that technically fits inside of a house because it's smaller. It can fit in a house, and so that's how you put the, car, the card. You put your, your house card on top of it, you know, over it. Um, or you could use your dime card and say a dime would fit inside of a cup. So you'd put it before the cup card. Makes sense, right? Right. If you play literally by those rules, like literal logic. And the game does say there's two ways to play. There's a creative way, and then there's the literal way. And the reason I don't like this game is the creative way. The creative way is more fun. Anybody can win. There are no rules in the creative way. <laughs> yeah. So the, go ahead. Okay, yeah. The in my opinion, the creative way is more fun because you can really bend the meaning of the words. Um, so, for example, you know, I was um, saying early, uh, a second ago that she was trying to convince you that a shoe is bigger than an attic, right? And so she went on saying a whole thing about what if it's like, you know, like Jack and the Beanstalk. You know, there was the giant. What if the giant, mm-hmm. I bet his shoes were big. I bet it was bigger than an attic. And what if you had like a tiny house with a tiny attic? And Caleb was like, I bet the Statue of Liberty, if she had, like, a pair of J's on, they'd be, they'd be some pretty big J's. But she doesn't. But if she did, but she be, doesn't. it'd be a pretty big shoe. And I bet you would be bigger than an attic. So, so you can, okay. it's like that. You can just, the creative you rules, uh, well, see, okay, some of these creative rules are huge stretches for me. And the creative rules that I like would be things like, um, let's say you had a, uh, a cup, and then the cup, you know, you know, what's bigger than a cup? So the cup's inside of a house, right? And then the house, let's say the house, you know, got swept away in an ocean. Well, that just got dark real fast. But now, okay. the, but now the house is in the ocean because the ocean's bigger. But then the ocean is in a book because it's in a story about, about oceans. Right. I like that. Or it's in my mind because I'm thinking about it. Right. And so you can get creative like this. Or you could, you know, you could be going like you just said, like a dime in a cup, a cup in a house, a house in a country, uh, but and or whatever else, and then you could say, "Oh, but that country is actually in a map." Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And it so is. it just and 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 the reason. So it's a fun game with kids. And it's a fun game with your family. I'm. It's just not my kind of kind of game. And the other reason is this: is that the way you win this game is that whoever wins the the greatest stack. I feel like I'm dissing on this game too much, and I don't need to be dissing on this game. Um, you win this game by winning the pickle round. But here's the thing: whoever starts the pickle round gets the option to play the last card in the pickle round. And whoever plays the largest card wins. And you play creative modes, doesn't matter what you have in your in your hand, you're gonna win. Yeah, you can you're going nine nine out of ten times or more than that. But nine out of ten times you're going to win. It just it's just fact. That's how the game works. If you're playing the creative way, which we normally do because it's more fun in my opinion that way. Right. And so like we were playing one round and things got bigger and bigger and bigger. And then I that wouldn't help Caleb and I just said just put ocean. Just, just, just put ocean because no matter how big that attic was, no matter how big that shoe was, um, it got swallowed up in the ocean. So done. Which makes sense. Makes I, sense. I'm fine with that. I think that. Anyway, works. 
In a pickle, it is a good family game. Um, I don't like debate games where you have to like. That's the reason I do not like categories because you start having debate in that one. Uh, we learned this weekend that I don't think Caleb likes games where he's put in the middle and has to because that's the thing when you play this game. If somebody puts something outlandish out there, like the shoe is bigger than the attic, um, you if people disagree, you vote on it, and the majority vote wins. And Caleb and a lot of times we were like at a split vote, and Caleb had the deciding vote. And he has both people talking to him of why their reason works, and he does right. not like being in that position at uh, all. So, but anyway, it, it is a fun family game, and it's easy to pick up. So, again, you, you can get the full version for $25, the mini version for $9. I will put links to both of those in the show notes. One thing about the show notes, and um, I, I should have put a disclaimer in here before on this, and I totally forgot, but I do need to go ahead and list this in there. Anytime we link, uh, not anytime, um, anytime we link, uh, uh, links to games or accessories or whatever that are on Amazon. So it's not always, because sometimes it's on the Nintendo eShop and things like that. But if it's ever a link to something on Amazon, it is an affiliate link for Dad's Gaming Corner. Uh, what that means is that you can basically support a charity if you use you know, Smile at Amazon and support any charity you want, and they'll get some money. And we'll get like a, I don't know what it is, but a very, 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 very smart, small few pennies. <laughs> For your purchase, doesn't cost you anything extra. But if you buy anything, you know, like a, we recommend a switch accessory or a screen protector or a battery or a game that you can buy on Amazon, anything like that, or a board game like in a pickle, it does support the show. So I just need to get that disclaimer out there up front because I don't want people thinking that we're, you know, pushing products. We're, we're not pushing anything. We do the show notes to give you guys a break. And so I just want to make sure we're crystal clear on that. There's no, um, no questions on any of that. So anyway, but Jay, that's going to do the show. Yeah, that's a whole. That's a full I think show. We were, we were running really long for a minute, but I feel like we pulled it together. And because we try not to make. The, oh my goodness! Excuse me. That was a really. Uh, our goal is an hour fifteen. An hour to an hour fifteen. Yeah, yeah that's our because goal, we so. don't want to make y'all sit down and you know listen to us for two. I long. do. I want you to listen for three hours. Well, Put headphones on no, and strap yourself to a chair. That was just the Star Wars episode, and Ooh. that will probably never happen again. That will never happen again. Um, that was ridiculous. But yeah, that was a fun show. Yeah. Hope y'all enjoyed it. So remember, you can find links to everything that we talked about in the show notes, and be sure to follow us on Twitter at DadsGC, as well as Facebook.com slash DadsGamingCorner. Again, drop us a line at HeyDad at DadsGamingCorner.com and send us your thoughts, your questions, and even your own mom or dad story. If you if you like the show, do us a favor and subscribe on iTunes. Share, share it around to your friends. Uh, give us a good review on iTunes. It helps us a lot there or Spotify or wherever it is you're listening to your podcast. And as always, if you'd like to help support the show financially, you can do so via Patreon at Patreon.com slash DadsGamingCorner. Jay, that is a wrap. That is a turkey wrap. That's it. Or ham. Um, I don't know. You just throw it. Can, can I just have a steak instead? A steak wrap. Is that a thing? I don't know. Maybe it should be. Maybe. On that note, everyone have a great week. Stay safe. We'll talk to you all next week.